Hi, everyone. My name is Kate. And I'm Lindsay Ashworth from A Touch of LA. And you're listening to Artwise. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Artwise. Uh, today, I have with me Lindsay, and we're going to be talking about printables. This is definitely not my area of expertise, so I'm super excited to have Lindsay here to talk to us today because she's definitely an expert in the space. So um, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah. Well, thanks so much for having me, Kate. So my name is Lindsay from A Touch of LA. Those are my initials. I don't actually live in LA. And I teach women how to uh, make printables so they can use their creative skills to make passive income. Awesome. I'm so I was so excited about this episode when you reached out uh, because I I'm not so I have an Etsy. I have a print on demand Etsy. I do have some printables. We talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but I have not been able to get my Etsy to a point where it's like worth the amount of work that I've put into it thus far. Sure. So I'm super excited to get your advice because I know for a fact there are a ton of designers who listen to ArtWise, designers who are trying to create sort of more passive income for themselves while still being able to create and make stuff and have fun. Yeah. So I'm I'm super excited uh, to hear what you have to say and your advice that you would offer to those totally. of us who struggle in that space. Because I know it's like a lot of people, I think, um, sometimes will make it seem like, oh, it's like a, like an easy, like passive income. But I know how much work that you must have put in to get to where you are. So I'm I'm super excited to ask you all the questions. Totally. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about your shop and and all of that. It's it's exciting. But I do want to say I am not technically a designer. I wouldn't call myself a designer. So if there's anybody who feels like I don't know, I'm sure everybody who listens to your podcast are just so creative and consider themselves true designers, but actually don't have any professional training as a designer. So just want to say that straight up front. <laughs> oh, I I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. Here's the thing. So I did not I didn't go to college for design at all or anything like that. I I feel like anybody who's making money creating designs can call themselves a professional designer. That's my personal opinion. I know there Love are that. people there are people online who get kind of like triggered. Upset. Yeah. Oh, triggered. they get so upset. I, I've made a, a couple of videos where I've just kind of like off mentioned like, yeah, I actually, I went, I have an associate's degree, in, like an associate arts degree, but I don't have a degree in design. I never took any design courses. For the most part, I'm like what you would call like self-taught. And so many people like they do get genuinely like so triggered and upset. And they're like, you can't call yourself a professional then. And I'm like, well, I did like, work and design for fanatics and Nike for over three years. So I feel like I can call myself a professional because I made I've been making a living at it for five years. So I feel like anybody who can say that they're making a living at it and have been doing so for a, like a duration of time, I feel like anyone who does that can call themselves a professional because I feel like that's the definition of a professional is someone who gets paid for their expertise in a certain area. Right. I, 
Yeah, and it'd be worth look thinking about what, how do we define things? I mean, it, if someone's triggered by it, it's because they're defining it very differently, right? That you need to be very, I don't know, have a certain degree, like you said. And so, yeah, it, it all comes down to our beliefs, right? What do we believe? And that, that will trigger us for sure. Yeah, I, th- I feel like anyone, anyone can really call themselves a designer, especially if it's, if it's how, I mean, even if you're not making your income as like, creating designs i feel like it's it's almost like in the same sense that there are people who kind of like i don't know how to i don't know how to word this i feel like anyone can call themselves a designer and be accurate because like anyone can technically design things it's like right well especially now with so many you know options out there and free things and you know all that so it's easier than ever right to to try something and i think that's so great because even if you aren't a quote-unquote designer, it's like you have all these opportunities to create whatever that whatever that is for you. So yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, exactly. So that that also leads me to my first question for you, which no one no one on Artwise ever gets around this question. Um, can you share your journey of how you discovered your passion for creating printables and how you uh, ended up turning it into a business for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so for me, it all started when I was, well, I was getting married and all my friends were getting married and having kids and all of this stuff. And so I was planning all of their showers and all of these things. And I was just having so much fun decorating and planning and doing all the things that you do for those things. And everybody kept telling me, oh, you're so good at this. You should get on Etsy ever, you know. But of course, what held me back there was that so many people were already doing it. So I was like, there's no way that I could make any money doing this. So I really ended up opening an Etsy shop selling party decorations, essentially, was really what I started with. Handmade party decorations shipped out to you. But my whole thing was I really wanted it to be custom. I wanted it to be exactly what you wanted. I wanted it to be so that there, you couldn't find it anywhere that you could come to me and say, I need these colors. I need this weird theme and, you know, and did all that. So I loved doing that. The sad part about that was that I got really burnt out as a lot of people can probably relate to. And so I knew that people were doing printables and in my case, it would be printable party decorations. But again, I was like, so many people are doing it. Can I, you know, make that switch? And so finally I did end up listing, you know, a few things as printables. And so I started selling those and I thought, okay, I need to just completely change everything over to printables because this, this is the way to go. So, um, that was my kind of progression into printables. Um, and so I try not to, I mean, I coach people obviously to create printables, but it's not just party decorations. That's just, you know, was my kind of niche and what I started with. Yeah, I definitely, I've heard a lot and I've, cause I, this is a space that I've kind of wanted to get into myself a little bit. So I've done a lot of research. Um, and I definitely think, especially if you're on Etsy, that printables are definitely a really good option. I know a lot of people, I I've done a lot of like print on demand stuff. And personally, I'm not a huge fan of the print on demand because such a large cut of your profit gets taken out towards the printer and like towards shipping and all that stuff. And all of that gets cut out when you're doing printables. So 
It does. However, printables are probably, you're going to get the same, almost the same return on a printable just because, you know, you're listing it anywhere from maybe 99 cents to $5, depending on what it is. I actually have one bundle of things that actually just sold this morning, which is always fun. And it's the most expensive thing I have there. It's for like $76 or $67 or something. And that sold today. And so that's, that's really cool because, you know, usually you're seeing 99 cents, $4.99, $2.99, you know, that kind of thing. And it's that power of microtransactions, right? That it just adds up. But it is nice to have a few of those more expensive items for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely something really, really like, I feel like a lot of uh, designers don't think about. So I, I'm definitely excited to learn more about it. Um, I know we, we talked about this a little bit at the very beginning of the episode, but like you said, uh, you don't have professional training in graphic design. Uh, how did you navigate the design world having like a corporate career? And then now as like a printables creator, I would call you a designer personally, but if that bothers <laughs> you, I won't. I'll call I you a printables I will creator. Take <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually, so I graduated in journalism. That was That's kind of my thing. I love to write. So that does help me a lot in my business. And so I was in communications and marketing in the technology industry. And I got this great job where I couldn't believe that it, I got paid to do little graphics and things just for team building and for all hands meetings and things that I just never realized people got paid for. And that's when I kind of learned that I really loved designing and kind of came a little naturally to me. Um, and so I was just learning, you know, f the first kind of tidbits of Photoshop and learning those kinds of things. And so from there, I just started incorporating that with, I just started making my own stuff from there. And so I realized that it was fun and why not make money doing it? So that's kind of how I made the, the progression over. So how can I ask, how did it happen specifically? So like did, you started your Etsy, uh, are you still at, like, do you still have a corporate career or are you full-time in what you're doing? Right now I'm between jobs, but I, you know, the dream of course is to continue and, and have it full-time, uh, but I'm not quite there yet. Gotcha. Okay. I was yeah. curious. See, cause I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, no, I know. And at, right now I am between jobs because I thought I could really, you know, go all in. But, you know, I feel like we have a lifestyle, me and my husband. So I have to kind of respect that and, and keep going with that. So we'll see. I think it's in the future for sure. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, I see like your Etsy is just seems so successful. So I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't no, know. I know. You have and, like and I also live in California, too. so I should preface that, that I live in California, so things are a little bit more expensive. And so maybe if I was somewhere else, actually, for sure, if I was somewhere else, we would do that. But yeah, not not at this time, not yet. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I totally understand. I left my corporate job a year ago and I you. had to, I had no choice but to completely change my lifestyle after I left. But I was in a kind of like a position where that was something that I felt like I was willing to do, but after oh, no. having like 
done that for a year, like left my super nice three bedroom apartment in the city. Now I live in like a 200 square foot little shed. (laughs) Yeah. I, yeah, I definitely understand uh, not wanting to make lifestyle, like huge lifestyle changes like that. Cause it really is like an immediate, like it's, it's such a shock to the system to like not have like more than half of the things that were like easily accessible at like having a, like a corporate job with like a decent salary and like not knowing how much money is going to come in either. I, yeah. Right. I I totally understand it. I go back and forth with that because I know that you can't, you know, everything we want is really on the other side of fear and those kinds of things. But, you know, because I do have a family and stuff that I have to support and our commitments and things, it's, it might take me a little bit longer. But And I think that's good sometimes in this story because I can't stand when I'm listening to people and they're like, yeah, I was making six figures in the first four months and da-da-da. And that's just not the case with me. And I I have heard it happen. I really have. I read about printables people, especially in certain industries, like maybe, um, you know, teaching printables and things like that. It can happen. And even in my niche, it can probably happen, but it just didn't happen like that for me. So I think that's more relatable anyway. So (laughs) yeah, no, I definitely, I feel like it's really important to shed a light on um, just how long these things actually take for the average person. To be completely honest with you, I, I, in, in the design space and on social media, I see a ton of those people who have like sort of like an overnight success story where within their first six months, they were already starting to make like a six figure salary for themselves. Yeah. And they, I don't like, I can't wrap my head around how, like, how does, how does it happen overnight for anybody? Because I, uh, and then the, the the same people will tell you, you just have to work really hard. And it's like, well, I have been like working crazy, like 80 hour weeks since I quit my job. And even when I was at my job, I was like trying to split my time between the two and I'm making enough to get by, but I'm definitely like, I had to make huge, like, and see, this is also something I'm so young and I'm very fortunate to I was in a position where it wasn't super difficult for me. Like, I don't have a family. I'm just supporting myself. So I feel like if I'm just making it like a decision for myself, I know that it's a lot easier than somebody who has like, you know, other people that they have to worry about supporting as well. Right. But yeah, I feel the same way. I can't stand when people talk about their overnight success. I feel like a lot of people also use that as kind of like a tactic to try and like sell courses and say like, and I want, I want you to do this too. Like you should do it too. And like, you'll have the same success I did. I definitely fell victim to that. Um, at one point (laughs) I hired a business coach who was saying, Oh yeah, I, you know, my first year, like I, I, I lost my job and it was like fate. And now I'm doing this and I'm making five times what I was making at my corporate job that I lost. And I hired them as a business coach and it was like, I just had the opposite experience. It was just incredibly difficult. So, right. Yeah. And sometimes I, I know that it is possible. And I know a lot of times those people do have good intentions. They want you, Mm -hmm. want people to take action and to get, you know, better results in our lives. Cause I feel like a lot of us are just settling right with, Mm -hmm. with our nine to fives maybe. And so I do believe that it's possible. I think sometimes my, 
I think sometimes our beliefs really do get in the way of what we think is possible for us. And so I know that for me, I'm still working on some of those beliefs because maybe I have not conquered some of those. And that's why I haven't reached those things because I'm, I'm just really big into, you know, the woo-woo world of manifesting and all of that stuff. And I, and I truly believe it. I just think sometimes I haven't, you know, gotten some of those demons inside my head. So. Oh my gosh. Still working yeah. on those for sure. I definitely relate to that. I have, I have a mentor who I work with and I, Every time she asks me what my biggest struggle is, I always say it's like it's definitely a it's an issue of mindset because I'm also into like the manifesting and like the woo woo all all of that stuff and I know I definitely have like almost a fear of success because I have seen it and I know what comes with it so <laughs> yeah. it's definitely it's definitely understandable but I know a lot of people even if it's not and like. I feel like a lot of people make it seem like, oh, if I'm not doing this full time, then it's not successful. But I don't think that's the case at all. I feel like it's it's an opportunity, like starting an endeavor like this, where it's just opening up an additional stream of income. It's just an opportunity to like live a little bit more comfortably. And I also I think like everybody's situation is so different. And if you want to take like your creative endeavors and things full time. I think that's amazing. I think everyone should go for it and make that a goal. But I also like there are so many people who I know too, who are designers in the space. And they have, you know, their their Etsy or their Shopify or um, whatever they do with their designs. I, I personally, most of my work is with clients, but they have all of that and they do it on the side. And a lot of my friends who are professional designers who work in corporate and do freelance on the side are like perfectly content with that. And they always tell me all the time, they're like, I don't know how you do it. I would never want to not have my biweekly paycheck. That would make me actually like go crazy. And also I love my job. So why would I leave my job? And it's like, yeah. So I, I definitely understand that. And so to kind of tie that into my next question, how, how do you utilize your business to help women leverage their creative skills and have those additional streams of income and sell printables on platforms like Etsy? Yeah. I think one of the biggest things that I really help women do is just to get over that fear of starting. Because mm-hmm. honestly, if I'm if I'm honest with you, I don't feel like it's very hard, but then you could probably say the same thing about whatever it is that you do. You you feel like it just comes naturally to you. You just follow the steps, right? Mm-hmm. But I think people are just scared of failing. People are scared of all the little things that seem overwhelming when they start. And so I just like to just break that down for them so that they feel like it's doable and they can have that proof that something can work for them. Because I think a lot of times we're just sitting, I mean, you said a lot of times people are sitting in their jobs and they are happy. And so why would they leave that? But then on the other hand, I think there's so many people who are not happy and, you know, they need that side gig or whatever it is to just feel like, it's almost like a confidence booster to when you get a sale or something happens in your side business where you go, you just get this confidence that you don't necessarily get in that nine to five, you know? And so I feel like for me, like you said, it just opens up opportunities and you start to see things in yourself when you start a business or a side thing or whatever it is. And you go, 
I'm more than this other thing over here. I know all these nine to five people think I'm this one thing, but I'm so many more things, you know? And so I love that about a side gig, about giving people that opportunity to see what they're really capable of and build their confidence and to have that fun thing on the side because they might be doing something that they totally hate, but then on the side, they can just, you know, have a great time and design and all that. So that's what I think I help people do the most. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I definitely relate to that. I was definitely the whole reason why I quit my nine to five is because I didn't like it. I think there are a lot of people out there who it works for. But I think remembering that every person and their needs are completely different. Because I know so many people who like I said, I could never do that. I could never do what you do. There are so many people who like not only can do what I do, but would be much happier doing it. So I definitely understand like that mentality. And I think it's amazing that you're helping women do that because I think that um, a vast majority of people just aren't built for the way that society expects us to live. For me personally, a you know, working like a 60 hour week where I just sit at a desk at a schedule and just stare at my computer screen and like, you know, just pump out artwork. That was not sustainable for me. I burnt out very quickly. I think the whole last two years I was at my corporate job, I was just so exhausted. And even when I quit and my boss was, you know, talking to me and saying, you know, like you're making you're making a mistake. I was telling her, I was like, I know that you think because you're my boss and your job is more stressful clearly than mine that it's very easy, but I can't like, I wasn't made for this type of work. And, you know, I'm glad that I figured it out early. I mean, I was still at that job for more than three years. So I would think that like me telling her that she would understand because I'd been doing it for so long, but well, that just shows probably how good you were at your job. She appreciated you and what you did and she didn't want you to leave. Right. But if you have a calling like that, you have to follow it. I mean, you know, you just – and for me, it might still be on the side for quite a while longer or who even knows, a month, whatever it might be. But I know for me, I just have to continue. There's something in my brain that can't give up, you know? And I think when you have that, you just have to follow that because otherwise you're going to be miserable. I mean, look at you. You're you're doing all this stuff. It's so it probably exhilarates you. It gives you more energy whereas this other job is just like draining you, you know. Exactly. Exactly. I think you're right in that it's like following sort of an internal calling and like if you don't follow the callings that you get, it can make life feel very bland and totally like like you said, if you're if you're following those like creative pursuits. And then you even like the smallest little results feel so good when it's something that you want to be doing. So um, it's definitely, definitely amazing. Um, I know you said you're into the into the woo woo. I'm kind of curious, are you into like the astrology human design woo woo? Or like what, when you say that, do you just mean like the manifesting mindset gratitude side? Or I'm curious? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I guess all I'm definitely into just all things woo-woo. So um, the spiritual side, for sure. Uh, personal growth, I think, really goes into that. And also human design, for sure. Human design. What I, type? I am a generator. Oh, okay. That's like a good... So that explains it, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I see. I'm, I've am i been getting... 
I started out with astrology and I didn't know what human design was until recently, but now I'm getting really into human design because it's just helped me so much. Yeah. What are you? Do you want to guess? <laughs> what so are there's one that I don't really what are the types? I forget. It's generators, maybe? manifesting generators, projectors, manifestors, and reflectors. That's in order from most to least common. Yes. I don't know. Which are you? I'm a projector. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was gonna guess. That's what I was gonna guess. That's so funny. So what does that mean for you? What is a typical projector? So I need to do an episode of Artwise that's all about human design. Yes, that'll be the that. next episode. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so helpful. And oh, I should probably just describe what human design is for the people listening who like don't yes, know what we're talking about. True. So human design is a it's like a self it's like learning about your self system. It's a combination of all of these ancient wisdom techniques like astrology, the Kabbalah, the chakra system. It just kind of combines all of these different like ancient wisdom things and essentially all you need to find your human design chart is your date of birth your time of birth your location of birth you plug it into like a calculator on a website there's a bunch of free ones if you google human design chart calculator um, and it'll show you uh, a body graph and it's essentially a map of your energy signature and it'll give you like explicit instructions on your role that you play in society, how you best function, how you live your life. It's just, it's been immensely helpful for me and a lot of other business owners I know I've gotten them into it because of how helpful it was for me. I know that it could help other people. So totally. That's yeah, like it's my- super helpful, like from a business side and a creative side, because it can help you understand how you process, you know, your thoughts and, and how you make decisions. And I know for me, I've been actually, there's someone I follow who does human design and she sells these booklets. So you put in the thing and then they send you all of this packet. I actually really want to do one for my daughter because I just think it'd be so cool to just really understand her better. Uh, and so I haven't done that yet, but I'm going to. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually do through my business. I this is like a new service for me, but I do offer astrology and human design readings because it is, they are things that I've been studying for years now. Well, it sounds like you know a lot about it. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's like my favorite thing. But yeah, as a projector, uh, it's like such a, it's such a tough pill to swallow, like to learn that you're a projector. Cause it's one of the, I don't know if this is biased as a projector, but I do feel like it's one of the more difficult types to have because it's one of like it's not the most common. So I have like a ton of friends who are generators and manifesting generators and they make up like 70% of the population. And uh, a lot of like the systems that are put in place by society um, and like being able to pull from basically like what's around them and their surroundings, they have this endless bank of energy where pretty much anything that you guys decide to do that like feels like a yes in your soul you can pull that energy from around you. Uh, and projectors don't have that. Oh, we are just exhausted all the time. Uh, we're here to guide others and not really so much as like be a built, like we're not really meant to be builders the way that society places such value on the builders because there are so many of them. We're, we're supposed to be guides and it's it, it can be difficult because we're not really meant to be salesy or salespeople. So as a business owner, it's been a little bit, difficult to navigate and like kind of like swallow the pill of like, okay, I'm not meant to sell. I'm meant to guide. And 
as a designer, as like a creative, and that's like my passion and my thing, it's a little bit difficult because it's like, okay, how do I, how do I sell my designs? And I feel like I'm in a really good spot as a projector, as a brand designer, because projectors, like if you are listening to this right now and you calculate your chart and you find out you're a projector, we're kind of meant to guide others through a system. And that's exactly what brand design is. So um, much like you help women uh, kind of take the, the leap and start, I kind of, what I am trying to do through my business is the women that have started and have found success and their business is thriving. I come up with a strategy for them through this system that I've created. And I design brands that are going to attract their ideal clients and make them even more money. So that's kind of how I use human design in my own business, but it's definitely really helpful. So I was curious, I was thinking human design as you were talking about like the, the woo woo stuff. I was like, it's gotta be like either a human design or an astrology thing. So I was excited to ask. Yeah. I'm not so familiar with astrology, but I can tell, I mean, just bringing it back to the printables thing, based on what you said, I know we talked before we started and you said you were selling some bookmarks on and, and maybe a few other things. But when I hear you talk about how passionate you are about human design, to me, that's like, and all this stuff, to me, that's like a ding, ding, ding thing in my head saying like, this is where you should be focused. Like, I think the reason why people fail at doing printables, you know, for multiple reasons. But the number one thing I would say is that they're just looking to make a quick buck. And so they're like, you know what, I'm just going to make this one little thing, blah, blah, blah. But there's no like passion around it. You know what I mean? Whereas like Mm -hmm. when I just heard you talking about that whole thing, you were so excited about it. And that I think is where people need to focus their efforts, you know? And so if you can find a way to take your passions and put it into that. You know, there's so many amazing things you can get on Etsy about human design, but like, how could you make it your own, you know, unique thing? And so I just feel like, cause I think people go into it, they'll do, you know, I do teach people how to research competitive research and keyword research and all of that and see what the trends are and that kind of thing. But I don't like when people start with that because you're just going to get burned out and you're going to make a bunch of stuff that you're not really passionate about, but when you really have that energy behind it that you're you're so excited to produce, I feel like that's that's when you get the good results, you know? Yeah. I I have to agree. I I don't have as much experience in the Etsy space as you, of course, but the stuff that I've created that I have been more excited about definitely is sold better for me personally. And I know that SEO and all that stuff when you're trying to sell like a product is so important, but I just like the way that I get ideas and stuff and the way that I like to work, even as a projector too, like tying it back to human design, like my energy that I have is so limited. (laughs) Like, it's not like I can just like, like pull, pull from things outside of myself because I don't have that defined defined sacral center yeah so it's just it's so I have to be very selective with what I make and if I'm making something for the sake of SEO or for the sake of oh I went online and I looked at all of like the common search terms for Etsy and then I found one that people were searching for a lot but there wasn't a lot of products so I just made something like I can't do that 
It's like no. how I was at my at my corporate job is like I'm being told to make something that I don't really care about. And that's what was burning me out. And so I that's think so that's true. that's a big reason why I stepped back from Etsy a little bit, because I was like, I don't want to have to worry about SEO. <laughs> I just want to make my my weird stuff. And it's so funny because my best selling product is like the dumbest thing I've ever made. I don't even remember what triggered me to um it's like the only thing i've sold i have i like I, I i think i said this before we started recording but my etsy is kate maryman art just like everything else i make and i have like 17 sales and almost all of them are this t-shirt that i made that said it's like it's like supposed to be i don't know if irony is the right word but it's kind of like it's like a dark saying, but it's designed in like a bright, fun, colorful way. So it's like silly. And I was like, nobody's going to make a shirt that says this. So the shirt says, I eat microplastics. And so do you probably, you know, bring awareness to all the plastic in our food and stuff. And totally. I wasn't expecting anyone to buy it. In fact, I sent it to a couple of friends and they were like, who would, who would buy that? And it, it's the only thing that sells in my entire shop. And it's like one of the silliest things that I've probably ever made because it, it was so random. But I remember I was thinking, I was like, man, like there's, I think it was like a TikTok and somebody was like, oh, I'm going to cut open a chicken nugget and like put it under a microscope. And there were all these plastics in it. And I was like, dang, we're probably all out here eating plastic. And then I was like, I should put that on a shirt. And all my, my friends and family are like, you're so crazy and silly. And I was like, I know. And it's my only But I product. feel like that came <laughs> from that moment of like, it really was a – I call that an intuitive hit, right? When mm -hmm. you get some some kind of download. And I know when people hear download, it just sounds – I remember thinking when I first started into personal development and spiritual stuff, I'd be like, a download? What is it? Is that like a person speaking to you? But it's just like a thought that you get and the fact that you got this thought to put it on a shirt. And actually, that's a really interesting topic that – we should all be thinking more about, you know? So I just think that you followed that intuitive hit and that's where more things, more results come from, you know? Yeah. And I do, I do think the word download is very accurate too, because like, if you think about like when you're using Chrome and you download something and it's like, it like pops up at the bottom and it's like got that little arrow. That's literally what it feels like in your head when you get it. Like uh, even, even like a creative idea, like I feel like I interpret them as a download. Sometimes I agree. that's exactly what it was for me. And it was just, it's just, it's so silly and it's so fun. And totally. that's the, the kind of stuff, like if I have an idea, that's when I'll make something for my Etsy. But I also, as much as I, I love making stuff, I don't always get ideas for products and stuff because like I said, as a projector, we're kind of more meant to like guide others through a system as opposed to trying to like sell a product and right the other aspects of my business that's like what provides me with what I'm what I need uh financially to live so it's like you know I just kind of do like whatever comes up at the moment I know that's not like the best business strategy but it's been kind of it's been working out for me so far yeah, you have to do what works best for you. But yeah, when I hear that specifically, and it'd be interesting to hear what listeners are thinking of what they would create, but specifically around your human design, which is really interesting. So I have a course, even though we're just talking about course creators, and I also have a membership afterwards where people can stick around and I have people come in 
guest speakers come in and help us kind of grow our Etsy shops and elsewhere as well. And I've always wanted to have someone from human design come in and really talk to people about how they can grow their printables business with human design. And just hearing you say that you're a projector and you guide people, if I was thinking about it from a printables perspective, that's the kinds of things that you should create is, you know, when you go on Etsy, it's just amazing to me the things that people are selling. They're selling not just they're teaching you how to read your tarot cards. They're teaching you how to read your human design chart. So to me, if I was to hear that someone you know, someone like you was a projector, that's where I would go is how can you use the things that are coming innate to you in your printables? So you're not going to be selling as many maybe t-shirts, but things to guide people because that's kind of what you're here to do, you know? Yeah. It's so funny that you say that too, because I just hosted a human design uh, I got hired. I don't know if you've heard of the Brief Collective. The space is a little bit different, but no, they, they the, they're amazing. Marissa and Kenzie are the co-founders. They teach, they have like this whole course. I went through it and it's just, it was amazing. It was probably the best thing I could have ever done for my business, but they teach how to build a sustainable like brand design business, like how to make set up your business in such a way that it, you come off as so professional and so like you really know what you're doing to the point where you can raise your prices and work with like those large businesses um okay. and so they had me um host a human design workshop and it just it was so much fun and like i would love to keep doing stuff like that because i do i like human design and, and astrology i use astrology a little bit but i feel like the human design is is a little bit more helpful, like as a human. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Ironically. <laughs> yeah. So I, it's, yeah. But anyway. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I love that. I, and yeah, I should talk to you afterwards about possibly doing that. Yeah, I would love to. But in, in addition to human design, I also wanted to ask um, so we, you talked a little bit about uh, mindset, gratitude work. I don't even think that stuff is woo-woo, but I guess it kind of falls into the category because it's like in kind like of the spiritual space. But yeah, it's like a gateway drug, I would say. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because I feel like a lot of people start the way I and most people I feel like get into all this is like the law of attraction and manifestation because we want to make more money, right? I feel like that's mostly why we all get into it. And then we learn about gratitude and how that's like the frequency that brings us the most things. So then we realize, okay, gratitude's a big part of it. And that just opens it up to all these other things of all these other laws of the universe and, and all of that. So some people stop at the lower end of things for sure, but I definitely just keep keep climbing the rungs, I guess. <laughs> oh, I, I am the same way. So with, with mindset and gratitude work um, and all of those things that I think, and I think every successful business owner will agree um, with this. Um, those are things that definitely go into building a successful business. How have those things impacted your entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial journey? Yeah. Yeah, well, so I guess I have to take it back a little bit. So when I first started my business, I wasn't just creating party decorations. I was doing other things. I was creating resumes. I was doing some graph, you know, lower basic graphic design, helping people with their websites, things like that. And where that was born out of was 
after I had my daughter, I had pretty bad postpartum depression. And so out of that just came, I would say, just divine circumstances that were thrown in front of me about gratitude. And that started um, just washing over me. And so that's when I started gratitude journaling was during that time. And really was just about getting over that part of my life. And in that started bringing in more creativity. And that's when I started my business. And I thought I saw huge results from just my relationship with my daughter in my depression. And so I was like, you know what, if this is getting better, I'm going to start saying, you know, I would write down every day, you know, I get three, thank you that I get three sales on Etsy every day. And so then that, that just started becoming an everyday occurrence. And so then I just realized that <clears throat> it's not just a thing that we do on the side or for specific things, it's for everything. And so if you're not incorporating the mindset and the gratitude and all that inner work, you know, that we've already been talking about, your beliefs and everything, you're not going to be able to grow whatever it is. I mean, and it seems so silly. Oh, you're, you need to write in your gratitude journal for your printables business. But truthfully, you do for everything that you want in your life. Because if you don't get that straight, I feel like you're just not going to be successful. I, I definitely agree. I when I when I started um, my own kind of like gratitude journey, I feel like it really didn't start until I started like actively making decisions to change my life and remove things from my life, like in favor of the type of life that I kind of knew that I was destined to eventually live and get to. Yeah. And a lot of that uh, and I actually, the episode that comes out at the time that we're recording this, we're recording this on July 3rd, but this episode won't come out for a few more weeks. But the episode that comes out tomorrow with Karis, for anyone who's listening and hasn't heard that episode yet, we talk a little bit about this towards, I think, towards the end of the episode. But something that I used to, and I still kind of struggle with it, I think everybody struggles with it at one point or another, is the... Like I, I used to struggle with complaining a lot <laughs> uh, and just kind of a, ge a general like negative mindset. I, you know, and in that episode, we talked about mental health a little bit. I definitely have struggled with anxiety. I, I still struggle with it to some degree, but I would not say that I am nearly as bad as how I was when I was younger. But those are things that were really preventing me from ever being happy because no matter how much progress I made, if I wasn't stepping back and being grateful and thinking, oh, wow, I really have made so much progress, it was always, oh, I haven't made it here yet. And then once I got there, it was, oh, I haven't made it here yet. Because as you meet goals, you obviously like you make new ones, but if you don't stop to appreciate what you have and appreciate how far you've come and to change that mindset. Like there's never going to be a moment in time where you really do feel happy. It's always going to be like waiting for the next thing because you're not living in the moment you're living in the future. Um, and I think okay. that's, it's, it really is key, not just for business owners, not just for artists or designers who, who even want to go on this entrepreneur, entrepreneurial journey, but like everyone, I think is it's like something that's such a huge game changer in life. Um, but definitely helps with business for sure. Totally. Too. Yeah. And yeah, to your point, I guess it's really all about 
just being present because anytime we're anxious or depressed, it's usually because we're thinking about something in the past or something in the future. Mm -hmm. And we're not just like right here. And I feel like that's what gratitude helps you do. Although I do talk to some people sometimes where they're like, when I'm writing my gratitude journal, it makes me realize what I don't have because I'm trying to give thanks for the things I don't have as if I already have them. And then then you're just redoing that pattern. So it's just really trying to bring it into the present and, you know, and that's, that's the hardest thing I think that we are here to do is just live in the right now. Um, and we get so caught up in, like you said, where we want to be and we're not there yet. And I just have to keep reminding myself that there's a reason why I'm supposed to be where I am right now, you know, that I'm not where you maybe I think I want to be because I haven't learned the lessons that I'm supposed to learn yet, you know? Yeah. I, I remind myself that all the time. Uh, and something that I think, <laughs> I don't remember who told me to do this. Somebody, somebody, I heard it from somewhere or something, but something that really helped me it was someone at one point or another asked me, if you had everything that you want to manifest, everything that you want to bring in right in this moment, how would you feel? And like, I imagined it and I was like in a panic because I was like, how am I going to get all this stuff done? Like that was immediate emotion. And I was like, well, no wonder I haven't been giving all, given all that stuff. Cause I would just be panicking and being like, how, how am I going to do all of this work that's coming in for me? And how, how am I going to keep up with like the having a successful business that's making me so much money and like how how am I going to you know budget my money now that I have so much of it what what do I do with all of it like it's just so it would get so overwhelming and I was like wow okay that's why that's the reason right there all the things right. I'm trying to bring in like I actually don't even know if I'm ready for it yet so right it's been it's like it's our beliefs because a lot of times and I talk about this with my students that you have to live by that be, do, have model instead of that have, do, be model, which you're probably familiar with. But it's like, who do I have to be in order to have the things that I want to have? And we always op- – typically, as humans, we're operating the other way around. If I just had more time, if I just had more money, if I just had more friends, if I had more support, you know, whatever it is, then we're going to be happier. But really, it's so the other way around. We have to do it from the inside first. Like, who do I have to, what does it look like if I have this successful business? What if, what does it look like when I have a million dollars? I have to be that person now. Otherwise I'm not going to be on that frequency to get it, you know, just like you said. So super exactly. important. Yeah. yeah. But recognizing too, cause like even me saying that on a public platform that is part of my business. <laughs> That yeah. I'm not like ready to, you know, make millions and millions of dollars doing what I do. Like, I feel like recognizing that there's work to be done is the first step that you have to take in order to actually do the work. Because I know yeah. a lot, the lot of us, and I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm, it's something I'm actively working on. Like, I don't think anybody's perfect in that, like, they never complain about the how things are but like I feel like so many people who are newer business owners who are just starting out or maybe they're not into the mindset or the gratitude work or the spiritual side of things a lot of them they just complain I'm not getting the results I'm putting in the work and I'm not getting the results but they don't they don't take a second to really think about well okay what if you were getting the results would you feel overwhelmed or would you would you be happy like how would you like do you feel like you're actually aligned 
to the results that you want to have like right now in this moment. And I feel like everyone who is aligned, they see those results and the people who aren't and it makes them nervous and it makes them kind of have like maybe like err on the side of like having like more negative like feelings and and, like actually like when you actually step in and imagine it, not just say, oh, well, yeah, I'd love to have millions of dollars. It's like, no, everything that comes with it, everything that comes with it, all the work that comes with it, everything. Are you ready for that? Most people who are not who are ready for that, it will come in and it will match to their energy. But the people who aren't like you have to be very real with yourself and be like, okay, maybe I'm not maybe there's more work to be done. And then that's the first step. And then you can take steps towards becoming the person that is totally fine and like excited to have all of the things that you're trying to manifest and bring bring in. But I think being really honest with yourself and recognizing that is like something that's incredibly important. And I think it's like, part of the reason why a lot of people, you know, feel like things aren't going as fast as they want it to. It's because, well, some sometimes like I know myself and I don't know if this is a projector thing or not, or maybe it's my, my, I'm a four, six profile. Maybe it's my profile. I don't know. But uh, I, I like to do things slow. I don't even like to like, you know, people say, oh, you want to rip the bandaid off? No, you want to jump right into the pool because it's cold. You want to jump in so that your body adjusts faster? No, I've never jumped into a cold pool. I'm like, I have to walk in slow. That's just how I... I'm the same way, I guess. So it doesn't entirely surprise me that... And and it's cool though, because I can look at myself a year ago when I first started my business and like there was just, it was so stagnant and there was nothing to today where I now, you know, it, I'm not living the most frivolous life, but I'm able to pay my bills and that's great. Like I'm able to look back and see, okay, I have made progress. I'm still not ready to jump into the pool, but like maybe I have like my knees in or something. I don't know. Maybe I'm like knee deep right now. <laughs> yeah. Totally. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, sometimes too, like what you were just saying just made me think of sometimes we have to look inside at our beliefs about what what we're making things mean too, you know? Like, so if you are scared, someone out there is scared of, you know, what it means to be successful, you might need to look at how you're defining what success looks like because just because other people have worked their asses off and it's hard work and it's crappy, that doesn't need to be, you know, what it looks like for you. You know, I always, I I was talking to my sister, she's looking for a new job. She hates her job. I shouldn't say that, but hopefully nobody knows knows her, but she hates her job. And she's like, well, I don't want this kind of job because then I'm going to have to do this and that and the other thing. Or I don't, I don't, it's just not just about the money for me. And it's like, no, it's not just about the money for you, but that's why you need to call in exactly what it is that you want. Don't just say I want a million dollars because that means you could get a million dollars and somebody could be dead, right? We want to make a million dollars while we're doing something we love, while we're doing something we're passionate about, like say exactly what you want because or if you want a business, you know, I want a business where I don't have to do that much work, you know? I you know, yeah, maybe you have to put in a little bit of work in the beginning, right? And that's why I always tell people about printables, it's all kind of the upfront. You get the the benefits later of that passive income, but like change how we're thinking about what it means, you know, and then that will help us kind of get closer to where we want to be. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely I definitely agree with that. It's it's like I don't know. It's a whole um it's a whole process and it's it's hard to navigate too because everybody like every person is so different and like me personally, so um 
And this is something that you can see in your human design chart too, actually, um, the arrow. So if you, any, I hope everyone who's listening to this, um, unless you're driving or something, then don't do that. But everyone who's listening to this and like is like working or whatever on a separate tab has already pulled up their human design at this point. I mean, but uh, there's these arrows up by your head the person's head in the body graph and the arrow that is on the what what side is this this is my right okay the right bottom arrow is the one that will tell you how you best bring things in and if it is pointing towards you that means that you're specific manifester and if it's pointing away that means that you're non-specific so the people that are specific manifestors what they are best at doing exactly like you said, they need to get very specific on exactly what they want. Like if they're trying to manifest a house, these are the people that you want to make a list, everything you want. I want a four bedroom, two bathroom with a fenced yard and a garden tub and like just list all the things, the requirements you have. But the the non-specific manifestors, oh, I'm a non-specific manifestor. And this is like, actually, it's so much more difficult. but it's it's interesting. Um, so the non-specific manifestors, they will want to manifest um, from emotion. So not like listing, oh, okay, four bedrooms, two bathroom, like exactly what they want. It's more along the lines of, I want a house that's makes me feel safe, makes me feel not boxed in. It makes me feel like I have plenty of space. Like it makes me feel in this certain yeah. way. Because- That's so interesting. I need to write this down because, well, this is why I need you to come talk to us because <laughs> I need, like, I haven't looked that hardcore, but that is so good. I feel like I'm probably one of those people because mm-hmm. I do find it hard to be specific sometimes. Like, for me, it's like, well, I know how that's going to feel. It's going to feel really good, you know? Yeah. So, like, that's so interesting that you say that. Exactly. So, um, the, the people who are non specific manifestors, they tend to not really know. <laughs> this is how I am too. I don't really know what I want. I just know how I want to feel. Totally. Yeah. And the non-specific manifester people who it's hard for them to get really specific on what they want. Usually whatever they kind of have, because like, even if you feel like you're manifesting something pretty specific, like I want to make a certain amount of money, this or that, whatever they have in their mind usually is not as good as like what the universe will give to you if you become aligned to it. Like, right. Like we can't even imagine how good it can be. Exactly. Yeah. Specific manifestor people, they already know. (laughs) They just come in knowing. So they're able to, and scripting is really good for like specific manifestors where you can just write down exactly what you want. I have, kind of manifested and see I and this is astrology so this is a whole separate thing I could like go off everyone listening to this is probably like wow I didn't know she was that crazy this is an art podcast and not no that's awesome. a woo podcast but um in astrology too there are actually certain um like aspects with different planets and things there are a few different ones that indicate this but There's this one aspect that I happen to have in my chart that's like a speaking things into existence aspect. And I have manifested by, and I have like, you know, I have, Jenna has been on the podcast 
I think season two, she's like my uh, intuitive coach, like my my more spiritual mentor. And she always she's really good about prompting me to say the right thing. So I'll have a conversation with her and she'll be like, well, ideally, like what kind of job would you want? Because when I was trying to leave my corporate job before I had actually left, I was like, well, I'd like to have something part time so that I do have like some for sure money coming in. And I described, you know, I, I want to feel like I can work as much as I can. And I just get paid for the work that I do. And I don't really want to get paid hourly. I just want to do like project based stuff. And I want it to be fun. And I want to help people and I want to be able to teach people. And, you know, I, I want to feel like I'm making a difference. Uh, and it was crazy, because like, not even two days later, uh, a company reached out to me, and it was like teaching children art. And it was project based. It was exactly what I described when I was talking to her. And I, I obviously I don't do that anymore because they went out of business. But like it was so crazy that like days before I had this conversation with her and then it just came in like immediately. Yeah. So it's also, I think, really good human design, astrology, all that stuff. Once you recognize that there are certain gifts that you have there's so many ways that you can go about bringing in the things that you want. And it's like, not for everybody going to be instantaneous. I know some people are really lucky in that they can just say, you know what, I'm going to start a business. And then a month later, they're making six figures. Like, that's so amazing for them. Not all of us kind of are able to handle that drastic change. I'm definitely not. I would spiral. Uh, I do like a slow burn. <laughs> but it's so it's just so interesting. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make this like a no, human I love it. I mean, I hope everybody but... else loves it too. But yeah, I love this stuff. It's so fun. It's I mean, it's why we're I feel like it's why we're all here. And it really is tied to creativity and what you're doing with your life. So I just love it personally. Yeah, I do. I do too. I think it's, it's amazing. Um, and I, I hope that it helps people as much that it, as it's helped me in my career and stuff. Uh, I do. We are coming up on an hour, but I always ask every guest this. So you're not going to gonna get away from the advice question that I always ask at the end because okay. everybody, every guest, every ArtWise guest is like, really, Kate? So I always ask everyone at the, the end of the episode if if like there was a past version of yourself who hadn't started yet, but kind of knew that they wanted to take the road that you've already taken and you had to tell them and give them advice on what they, they should do next. What, what advice would you give them? Uh, it can, it can be anything like practical, spiritual, like what, woo -woo, whatever, whatever yeah. advice, like what advice, if, if you, when did you start? <laughs> How how many years ago did you start your business? 2017, but really 2019, I would say, is when I really said this is my business. Okay, so 20, 2016, you is contemplating the idea of potentially starting. What would you say to her? I would say, which is so not going to work for your human design, but I would say start before you're ready because... I think we always are waiting to be more professional or waiting for more money or waiting for all the things we said that we needed to have before we did things. But really, those things come when you do the things. So like 
once you decide you're ready, that's like that internal switch. Like, okay, I'm committed. I'm confident. I can do this. You know, once you make that internal commitment, then the actions come and then you start learning from them. And so I always tell people, I mean, another kind of thing I would say is action creates clarity. So if you're just sitting around waiting for intuitive hits about what to do next, oftentimes they're not going to come until you just take a small action. It doesn't have to be something super scary, but it might be a little bit scary where you are doing something where you're a little uncomfortable, you know, but once you take that step, the next thing will appear. You know, it'll be like that next step. And then you just take that step and that step. And then pretty soon you'll be few years later and you'll be like, wow, thank, thank goodness I started then because I don't think anybody looks back and wishes they would have waited longer, you know? Yeah. I, I completely agree. Actually. I, and this is coming from a, a projector person. <laughs> yeah. I also, I did start, I think, I feel like I had to start before I really felt like I was ready because I feel like everyone, I feel like no one who starts anything that's going to be big really truly feels a hundred percent ready. Like, I don't know. That's just like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there are people that were like, no, I was ready. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but in that case, they probably should have started sooner. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I definitely, I, I agree with, I think human design type aside, I feel like that's good advice for ever, anyone is to, start because you're never truly I feel like gonna feel ready because some people that's like saying oh I want to be an expert before I start like you can't be an expert without starting so y you have to just start <laughs> like right. as, as much as I would have wanted to be like a professional business person and have all of this business knowledge and know all of these like design related things when I started my business like the only way that you're going to get that experience is by doing it so absolutely yeah. Yeah. And I can relate to that with the coaching side of it too. I mean, I was doing my printables business and I was like, Sh I, am I good enough to coach? Can I, you know, teach? And, and so it's that same imposter syndrome that you run into no matter what. And it's just, if you don't start, you're not going to grow and, and move forward. So I totally agree with you. Something else too, that really helps me and kind of ties into like the don't start before you're ready is I, my, the same mentor, Jenna, that I had my, uh, my intuitive coach that I have worked with in the past. She, when I was gearing up to leave my job and I was so scared, she was like, what's your worst case scenario? Like if you leave your job and I was like, oh, well, my worst case scenario is that I end up like not making any money and I have to go back to a job like this. And she was like, oh, so you're already living your worst case scenario. And I was like, right, what? Yes. And she was like, you're already living it because you're already at a job that you hate. And I was like, yeah, I guess I yeah. am. <laughs> right. Oh, it's so true. That was so impactful for me to think my worst case scenario was literally like what I was already doing. It was like immediately I was like, OK, I guess I really do need to change something because this literally is my my worst case scenario. Totally. When I think we live, we have this thing in our head, like better safe than sorry. And it's like, we live in that safety zone so much that we don't take risks because we think the devil that we, you know, the devil we don't know is better. The devil we know is better than the devil we don't know. But actually, when we live our lives like that, we never will know if there's something really amazing on the other side. And we just sit with 
this crappy job or whatever it is that it, it you know, we ha- we're in what situation we're in because we're scared of what else could be on the other side. But that's just so many good things are waiting on the other side too. So, yes, uh, I think that's like perfect advice to uh, leave the episode off of. Um, Thank you so much uh, for coming on. I, I do want to give you a few minutes to uh, promote everything that you offer, how people can find you, where people can find you, how they can support you uh, before we wrap up. So uh, the floor is yours. Oh, awesome. Okay. Well, if they want to check me out on socials, I'm usually on um, Instagram at a touch of LA underscore party decorations. And then I have some a YouTube channel that I've been kind of building up. So that's just a touch of LA on YouTube. and same with my website, A Touch of LA as well. Um, also on Facebook. Um, but if they want to, you know, tap into this idea of creating printables, if they want to take, I have a quiz that will help you better understand what printables are best for your personality. And you can take that at a touch of LA.com slash quiz. Uh, I sometimes have a masterclass. It's not going on right now, but probably maybe if you're listening to this in the future, you can go to touchofla.com slash learn and I teach you the four steps to sell printables on Etsy. Uh, So that'll be coming up and you can get on the wait list for that. Amazing. Okay. Did you have anything else that you wanted to add before we wrap up? I don't think so. I'm just so grateful to have talked to you. This was a really fun conversation. So thank you. Yeah, it was definitely it was definitely fun. I had a, a lot of fun. I feel like this is a really good episode for anyone uh looking to start something new in general. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for coming on. I appreciate it. This was such a fun episode. Uh, And if you are a listener and you've made it this far into the episode, thank you so much. I appreciate you a lot. Uh, If you want to support the podcast, you can check out our Instagram at Artwise Podcast. And we have a link in our bio with links to all our support links, like anything you could possibly imagine that you want to do to support Artwise is there. Um, so I would appreciate it if you would check us out there and yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and I will see all of you next Tuesday. Bye everyone.